Hi, my name is Hina Solanke. Welcome to The Phil Fabulous Show. Everybody, Mark Jenkins is one of the most in-demand celebrity personal trainers um, to so many people, Beyonce, PDD, um, Shepard Farley, D'Angelo, you, the list goes on and on actually. I was doing my research and it's like, wow, this is just incredible. Well, I'm so, so old, that's why. Oh, <laughs> bless you. So like me, we've had more years, more wisdom. <laughs> but means- yeah, congratulations by the way on your tremendous success and thank you so much for joining me here. This is, I'm recording today for the Feel Fabulous podcast and Mark has kindly um, joined me to talk about fitness and it's it's massive. Fitness is so important for everybody's mental state, for your body, but you're Absolutely. going to fill us in more about that, right, Mark? Yeah. So, so it's, it's, go ahead. What were you going to say? Yeah, no, so I was hoping we can go right back if that's okay, because your journey is, your story is inspiring, so I want to go right back. What was the young Mark um, doing, let's say, 16? What was he he thinking? What was he wanting to do? Uh, What was his wishes? At 16, I was probably trying to get out of Brooklyn. I had a maybe a 40, 45-inch waist. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, so that would be, uh, you know, I was born in 1970. I'm 51, so at 16, you know, yeah, I was trying to get out of New York. Can you hear me? Yeah, I said the same. Yeah, same yeah. I was trying to escape New York. I was getting bullied uh, at school. Uh, I was trying to keep my sneakers on my feet because they used to steal your sneakers in New York, you know, and you never want to get your sneakers taken in the wintertime. So going to school was terrible for me. I, uh, my dad died when I was two, so my oh. mom took me to dancing school, you know, with my sister. Right, so I did tap, jazz, ballet, modern gymnastics, but I found out that that was very unhealthy in the hood to do tap, jazz, ballet, wow. <laughs> and gymnastics. So once people found out, I started getting bullied immediately. Then I stopped dancing, and unbeknownst to me, that was the only thing that was keeping my weight off. You know, my family's West Indian, I'm from Antigua, so without the physical activity, as a kid, you know, and I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything about diet or nutrition, you know, and I was, uh, I had a dancer's body. I went from that to like having a 45 to 40 inch waist uh, at like 16, 17. And so because I was dance, you know, I couldn't really play any sports. I didn't have the skill level. So I couldn't like, you know, jump in and play basketball with guys my age and my size because I'd never played any sports really. You know, uh, so I ended up getting bullied. I started drinking. I was drinking 40s, smoking cigarettes, all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, Trying to survive Brooklyn, getting bullied in a... I knew I wasn't going to make it. I said, man, you know, I'm probably not going to survive. So, you know, I happened to be walking past the uh, military recruiter and it dawned on me I could get in shape and um, <laughs> get out of the hood at the same time, you know, because my mom yeah. was sending my sister to uh, college at Penn State and uh, it was very expensive for us and um, there was really no money for me to go to school. So I decided to join the military to get some money for college. Right. And that's when my fitness journey uh, <laughs> started abruptly. But then, you know, and I knew I was out of shape. Like, there's no way I could make past the boot camp. So I had it all thought out. You know, I was going to do Air Force or Navy because those are the two most out of shape branches, right? Right. So the, the Navy, so I, I take the test, you know, and I score high on a test. And uh, I, was, I didn't know which one I was going to join. So I was sitting there and the Navy guy, he sees I have a big stomach. He goes, yo, 
you know, they got McDonald's on the aircraft carrier, right? And I was like, really? He was like, yeah, you didn't know every Navy ship has a McDonald's? And I was like, no shit, really? He goes, yeah, man, you know, once you check on board, that's the first thing we do. And I was 17. Wow. So, so when I got to boot camp, I was like, yo, I can't wait to get to this McDonald's. I kept telling people, you know, and no one corrected me until I actually got to the ship. And when I got to the ship, they sent me around the ship looking for the McDonald's that wasn't there for like two hours. And that was my introduction to the ship. Very funny story, but there's no McDonald's for any recruiters. Anybody who tells you that, if you join the Navy, there's no McDonald's. Don't, don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, bless you. Yeah. That was just your age and naivety. Oh my God. And they got you in basically. That's so that, that, that was it. I joined the Navy. That was it. That was it for me. They had McDonald's on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've done my research and your story about when you were in the Navy and everything, that's really interesting. So can we talk about more about that? So, so how long were you there, by the way, firstly? I, I joined the Navy in 88. I did uh, 88 to 92. Wow, okay, a good four years. Uh, that was the Gulf War. That was the Gulf War. That was uh, Desert, Desert, that's when Desert Shield turned into Desert Storm. So I ended up stuck in the, uh, in the Gulf for like the last two years, you know, I retired oh like two God. ships on the insulation and in, um, independence and the constellation aircraft carriers uh, in the Gulf. So yeah, how lot. did your mother feel time. about this? My mom, uh, she was like, no way you're going to make it. She goes, you know, because I was a real mama's boy. I couldn't even make up my bed. My mom used to make up my bed totally. Oh. Like, you know, she's like, are you sure <laughs> you're going to join the military? And I was like, yeah, you know, I got to get in shape. Come on, don't embarrass. Because my mom had to sign at 17. She had to sign me off. Right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because at 18, you can join on your own. But at 17, the parent can sign you in with their consent at that time. Maybe the rules okay. have changed, but that's, that, that was the rules back then. And she was like, this is not a good idea for you. And yeah. I was like, don't embarrass me in front of the guy. And she goes, really? And then she signed the paper. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the best okay. thing she ever did. Best thing she ever did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because what happened in those four years? Well, you know, I started training with people uh, and I just, you know, I came, I, I got the most in shape guy I saw and I was like, dude, I want to look like you. How can I do it? And he's like, well, you know, you got to train with me and, uh, you know, I'm training for the SEALs. And I was like, I just want to see my feet in the shower. Anything you tell me to do, I'm going to do. Because I had wow. dropped a lot of weight in boot camp. I did because, you know, it's a two month boot camp to get in. So I dropped a lot of weight, but I was very flabby. Right. So I knew I needed to lift, to, but I didn't, I never lifted weights before. So. You know, a lot of people took me under their wing and, and, and showed me how to lift weights. And then I started reading and researching, you know, and, um, you know, like hardcore training, you know, training with boots okay. on, running, lifting weights with boots, you know, the aircraft carrier. If you ever worked out in there, it's a lot of condensation. So a lot of times it's two, three inches of water on the floor as you're lifting, you know, wow. or you're in a, the Persian Gulf. So it's already 120 degrees and you're on metal walls. You know what I mean? So there's oh, a lot God. of condensation. So, you know, oftentimes squatting two, three inches of water. Wow, you know, this is hardcore training. <laughs> jump and roll. In interestingly enough, right? So I got exposed to this world. And, you know, as I was doing that, I was trying to play sports. I had the conditioning, but I didn't have the technical skills. So I would try to play football and get popped. <laughs> you know, because not knowing how to run or, or try to play basketball. Yeah, I was pretty good at basketball. So I would try to get into other sports and learn. So it was always important for me to be able to do both, be functional and be big. Because at that mm -hmm. time, when I was in the military, I was about 250 pounds with a 29 inch waist. I transformed myself within, by the second year, I was 250 pounds, 29 inch waist. 22 wow. inch arms, 32 inch legs. 
Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Yeah, from a 45 inch waist, yeah, by the second year. So two years, you, and look, was that it? Was that it? Was that, was that goodbye to that weight? Yeah, that was goodbye to that weight. You know, I, uh, I had no aspirations on being a personal trainer. I had a couple of guys who were going to get kicked out because they were overweight. And I right. trained them, you know, and then I became the go-to guy for people who were out of shape, you know, so I ended up training a lot of people. But I always thought it was useless information. I never thought I'd be a trainer. In fact, I wanted okay. to, you know, uh, 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 there was a lot of issues racially going on in the military at that time. So I very much wanted to become a lawyer, a civil rights lawyer when I got out. So when I got, I knew I wasn't going to stay in the military because it was just too much sea time. I ended right. up doing like over two, two and a half years or three years sea time in a four year span, which right. is a lot. <laughs> you know, because when the war breaks out, you, you just no relief. You have to stay, you know, where you're at. Oh so I was, I was done with the military. Uh, you know, I had enough. But more importantly, I thought that, you know, I could use these principles and stuff that I learned in there and apply them to the real world and see what would happen. You know, because, you know, yeah. I taught how to focus, you know, and for me, I never had any confidence, you know, before I could look, look somebody in the eye. You know, I felt good about myself. My posture was right. You know, I was actually in, in charge of people, you know, as a 17, 18 year old to be in charge of million dollar equipment. And, uh, you know, maybe 20 or 30 people or whatever, you know, because eventually you get seniority and everybody learns, you know, everybody's job. So you might get a little three or four person detail, but you're still supervising and organizing, right. you know, or you're working together in a team. So I, I was able to learn a lot of things that I didn't that I didn't have before as far as teamwork and, you know, implementation and organization, stuff like that. Yeah, amazing. So that's just I mean, so you kind of went into the Navy and established your own fitness routine with people I suppose or training as a trainer that's where it kind of started even though you weren't that wasn't what your goal was it kind of just developed is that correct well you know I as a somebody who had a 45 inch waist before I could relate so when I would see people out of shape you know like in the squadron or whatever I'd be like dude you know why don't you come to the next workout let me show you how to do something you know and yeah. I turned into people because I think it's so important because I was in the same situation. I think a, a good trainer can really empathize with, uh, with other people, you know, like I'm not a genetically gifted trainer. You know, okay. if anybody so who's been... grew up with me, if they, is, I'm sure as many people out there, they grew up with me, they can tell you, you know, I had a, <laughs> and, and, uh, and some man boobs. Growing up as okay. a trainer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I think cool. I think it helps me as better to be better to relate to people as a trainer, you know. Amazing. That I just think when somebody does something in their career, when they their own case study, you have a natural tendency to be empathetic, empathetic towards people. You you have a different approach, and they can often feel that passion um, and that yeah, helpfulness think, from you. Yeah, I think that enables me to uh, get a lot of these celebrities in shape because a lot of times they're guarded and. More importantly than anything, you have to be able to connect. But you know, when people uh, they feel a genuine like, "Wow, he's trying to get me in shape." So I tell you, you know, it could change your life because, and people on um, and this is why people with money train. Why well, I try to keep telling you guys, this is why rich people train, man, because it gives you an advantage psychologically. You feel like you're more in control of yourself when you take care of your body first. You're less resentful, even on a subconscious level on expending energy because you use energy to take care of yourself first. When you yeah. know you're taking care of your diet and you know you're exercising on a subconscious level, you don't have to hold back. So you end up 
they'll tell you, uh, if you Google it right now, I think people who exercise make $50,000 more than uh, people, if I have it correct, yeah, if you Google it right now, I think it's twenty-five or $50,000, i am not sure which one, they make okay. more than people who don't work out. Like, there's actual statistics. That's why people with money have personal trainers, not, you know, if they didn't make money from it, do you think they would, you know, actually pay that? People with money, you know they hate to spend money, rich people. Celebrities, right? Think about it, you know? Oh my gosh, I so, know. So I'm trying to motivate you guys, if not for your health, you know, or your appearance, if you think it's a superficial pursuit, you know, use fitness and incorporate it into your business plan of life. You know, let the fitness balance you. Make sure your immune system is strong enough so that whatever's going on, you're giving yourself the best chance to survive it. You know, have enough yeah. energy throughout your day. You know, uh, uh, really, really invest in yourself because that's where you're going to get the return. So yeah, exercise. It's the, like one of the few things that you're doing that you're paying yourself first, that you're doing for no one but yourself when you take that time to work out. You're giving energy 100% yeah. to yourself. Yeah, I agree totally. I tried to Google it, but I, I'll do it another time. But no, I'm totally with you there. Even with my sons, I'm always saying with Jim, from very young, I've said, you know what, health, your health and fitness is your biggest investment. Yeah. Don't shy away from paying money for a gym or paying for a trainer or anything like that. That is the biggest investment you can make. Without your body, without this, you're, you're nothing. You can't, yeah, it's the vessel that your spirit is in. You yeah, have to take yeah. care of it to keep it functioning so you give yourself a chance to be successful. It's very, people exactly. don't realize, man. You know? Yeah. There's, a, there's all kinds of people as a personal trainer now. I've been doing this since 93, right? I got the Navy in 92. I started professional elite training in 93. So it's now 2021. And I'm trained all kinds of walks of people, CEOs of companies, uh, wow. mob bosses, anybody, yeah. anybody I can tell you. I used to train Johnny Cochran. You know, uh, very interesting. Wow, you know? I bet you've and, got uh, some stories. And, and, and I tell you, they do it for a reason, because it, it, it helps you uh, use your real journey. Johnny used to tell me, he said uh, it helps him feel more empowered when he imposes his will when he's in court or doing legal work to work out before that. You know? Yeah. I, t I, I, I completely agree with that, actually. I, I'm the same. I'm the same. In fact, I've got a, a book, and one of the things I say with your rituals, you know, whether it be stretching, yoga, run in the morning, whatever it is, when people say they haven't got enough time because, or they've got a really busy day, a really special day, I say, right, well, that's the day that you actually need to make even more time for that to power you up for your special right. big day or whatever exactly. it is. You need it even more. So I'm totally with you there. So you just mentioned um, you, when you left the Navy, you then started a personal training. That was going to be my next question. So what did you, right. what, how did it all happen? When, what, what happened after you left the Navy? Because that's so kind I, of when... I, uh, I, got, I got out the Navy and I had like no money. You know, because I was in the Navy for four years and, you know, never bad um, spending habits, never being on my own. You know, I didn't save any money. We were traveling in different countries. I was spending money. At the same time, I was able to drink. <laughs> you know, all this, I couldn't ever drink before. You can get military. I was partying. I was, um, oh, okay. I was really, because I was so introverted before. Like, I could actually speak to girls. I could go on dates. Girls right. liked me. So all of this was happening at one time. I joined when I was 17. So some areas I did okay. Other areas, <laughs> not so okay. Yeah. Well, you were learning. You were young. But yeah, but I was learning and growing at the same time. But I knew I didn't want to be in the military, you know, um, because you can, you know, and, and it's real, you know, a lot of people join like I do 
you know, I, I went just to get some benefits or to get some money for school or to, or to get out of my situation. But, you know, you should know that if something actually happens when I joined, there was no war going on. And then all of a sudden, I think within three or four months of me being in, boom. Yeah. Desert Shield was on, you know, because we were out there, it turned into Desert Shield, and then that turned into Desert Storm. So you have to know when you get in there that, you know, you could end up in a war. It could happen. And it yeah, did. yeah. My I didn't, God. I didn't, I, that didn't really dawn on me. At, um, and it might be something you don't, you don't endorse. Yeah. But you're in there. How did, how did you feel? How, I mean, how, how did you feel? Were you, did you, were you scared? I, um... When I was, uh, when we were in school to get on the aircraft carrier, you know, we couldn't leave the base because they said, you know, we weren't responsible for what happened to you because the KKK was in Meridian, Mississippi. Wow. So they were like, if you leave, you're pretty much on your own. We can't protect you. Wow. The military to give you a scope. This is 1988, 89. You know, not the same as now. And this was like a, a general rule there. So, you know, I felt, you know, like I'm here representing the country, but yet I can't leave the base in fear of getting, uh, uh, you know, hung or whatever, but I'm supporting the country at the same time. So it's very conflicting, you know, because you're supporting the racist organization, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you're empowering, you know, something to discriminate against you. So while I was very happy to uh, get empowered and all the uh, stuff I learned and leadership and the camaraderie, because, you know, you're friends in war. So it's a little bit different than having uh, other friends. You know, you actually had an experience together. Although, yeah. I, you know, I, it's something significant. You know, it's always bad about supporting uh, organizations that policies don't support you. So I always, wow. felt, I always felt very conflicted. And that's why, I, that, that was one of the main reasons I got out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I totally get that. I, to, I totally understand that. So when you left the Navy, you went, you went to New York. So I got to New York. I got a job in the post office. Oh. Yeah, because it, it, it transfers the time to the Navy. Right. So, it's like a, so you got a government job. So I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, I can get a job in the post office and then I can um, go to school at the same time, you know? So right. I was working midnight to 8.30 in the post office. Wow. And, giving me, and I was temporary there. So I wasn't, I didn't quite have any benefits. The hope was that you worked there and slave long enough and they'd give you a permanent position. So I was temping there. And they kept giving me extra mail because I was so much bigger than everybody else. Like my physical load was more, but I was getting paid the same, you know? Oh, wow. So I went to my uh, gym manager and I took all of my money, right? I said, the little bit of money that I had, I said, you know what? I'm going to get the best gym membership I can possibly get in the to fly his gym with the best equipment. So I took all of my money. I moved back into my, with my mom and I got this fly <laughs> gym membership with the majority of my money. And this gym membership was in a complex in Manhattan that housed, uh, unbeknownst to me at the time, it was uh, Disney, it was Motown, it was like all kinds of companies all within this square block, you know, um, different wow. labels and everything. Coincidentally, and this gym was right inside of this complex, right? It had a lot of, you know, huge companies. And um, I'm telling the gym manager one day, I said, man, this is size discrimination, man, at this job. Man. I'm getting paid the same money as everybody else, but I'm, I'm doing twice the work. And the manager goes, he goes, man, you know, why don't you start training people, man? I said, you know so much about fitness or whatever. You're never really into working out. Why don't you become a trainer or whatever? And I was like, what do I got to do? He goes, well, you got to go get certified, man. You know, I can't let you get a job without. I said, so if I get certified, you'll definitely give me a job? And he was like, yeah, I'll hire you. Come on. So wow. I went from being a member <laughs> in the gym to an employee. 
at this gym called the Vertical Club on 50th Street between 8th and 9th. Uh, wow. I think it's still there, but it's uh, some, some other gym now. Wow. Amazing. So that's yeah. where your whole journey started. And that's where my whole journey started. And um, I, um, I, uh, I guess my first celebrity client was Brandy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I was training her publicist there. You know, because what I would do is I would, I would have different projects. Once I realized, once I got Brandy, I started using stuff I learned in the military to get the clients. And, wow. and, and to figure it out. But I had been training this lady who was, uh, was Brandy's publicist. And I think she was all 12 years old. But she was looking a little bit chubby because this is way back. You know, this has got to be like 95, 96 or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, anyway, I get her, but she gets a TV show, Moesha or whatever. So she's moving to California oh, yeah, and I'm in yeah. New York. And then I never see her again. I train her, I think, maybe six times. <laughs> five or six times maybe if that but um i said uh i was getting paid 70 dollars an hour and i thought i had made it because i was like damn if i get 10 clients that's 700 dollars i could you know in a day i can't believe it <laughs> but I, thought it was, I thought it was a come up right i was like wow this is a, who get rich off of this <laughs> and so <laughs> because i was getting um i was making uh 8 15 an hour, and I think it was $16 when you did a private session. And I saw this working right. on the floor. So I said, you know what? Anybody who I see who has a nice suit on, I'm going to train them for free. Or a nice dress on or some diamonds, I'm going to train them for free because they probably got right. money and they can put me on. So I did a free session with them, and I would charge them free lunch. And so anytime you come in here, I'll train you. I just want a, a lunch with you. Okay. I, I want a lunch on you. <laughs> So that was good. I can get some protein and then I would just ask them about their business and take notes, you know? So then I would ask them, you know, I said, you know, if you were a trainer, you know, how would you do it? How would you get on? And he was like, well, as I was a trainer, I would need some pictures. And I was like, listen, but I don't have any money. They said, well, you got to train a photographer for free. So I would ah. go train a photographer for free. And then I would t ask the photographer, I said, yo, how, well, how can I get these pictures in the magazine? They said, well, you know, you got to train a publicist to get placed. And then I would train him. <laughs> A publicist for free. So I started training so many people for free. I had to move into the projects. Wow. Right. So now I'm living in the, on the Fort Green projects. <laughs> right. Yeah, you do all these free sessions, but what yeah, I'm doing a all these free sessions. So I'm living in the projects. I have, you know, I'm, I'm living with my girl, and um, you know, I'm telling her I'm going to reach a tipping point because am I back? I'm going to reach. Can you hear me? You got me? I think you froze. Oh, lost down. One minute. I can hear you. Oh, okay. I'm back. Sorry, I couldn't hear you there. That's it. Sorry. Okay. So I just I missed that bit. What 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 were you saying? What what's the last thing you heard? Um, about moving the project. So I'm living in the projects. I'm um I'm, I'm I have a water for my client, every client that I'm training. So I take my last money, so I have a bottle of water for them. So oftentimes I have to jump the turnstile just to get to work. Right. So now I'm jumping the turnstile to get to work. I got my book bag with all the latest copies of all the magazines photographed and stapled together so I can give each client with a bottle of water my name. Because there's no technology right now. There's no email. There's no, you know, that yeah. shit. No, okay. you know, this, is, this is then. And if it was, and if it existed, I didn't have the savvy. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. So this is what I'm doing for my clients. I'm jumping over the turnstile. Just to paint a scenario for you, I have no money, so I'm eating pretty much the same thing every day. Mackerel uh, for my protein, canned mackerel, brown rice, 
and from frozen vegetables, Uncle Ben. So I, I figured I can get all of my groups because that's all the money I had. Okay. And then I would have three uh I would have three protein shakes. Wow. In between the two meals or whatever. So I'm telling you, I'm two fifty now. You know, I probably got a little smaller since I got out the Navy, so I'm around two forty right now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm small. I'm only uh two uh two ten, two eleven. Wow. Two ten, oh my gosh. But you're tall, right? You're six six two? Six two, yeah. about two ten, two fifteen around there. Yeah. I'm not a scale. Yeah, yeah. wow. That's so I was like this. Wow. But my head was the same size, like Beetlejuice. <laughs> so it looked quite the when I when I look back at the pictures, I was like, "Damn, your head was so small." Which you might really look kind of funny, you know. But um, I I'll send you a picture. Yeah, definitely. You definitely have to send the picture. Looks so like you Beetlejuice. Built, so yeah, Beetlejuice. Oh my god, I will post it by the way. Um, so yeah, people be aware of that. <laughs> But so how, I mean, you started building up your clientele, you started getting, you know. So then, yeah, so Brandy, I did that. And so I was, I kept on training people for free. And then my next break came maybe three or four years later. Mm -hmm. So eating the same thing, living in the projects, doing the same thing. But uh, I was training, um, unbeknownst to me, D'Angelo's publicist again. And uh, he oh, was wow. uh, a very slim guy. And I put a lot of muscle mass on him to the point where D'Angelo noticed. And, um, uh, D'Angelo wanted a trainer, and that was the uh, the relationship that I did the Untitled video, you know? That's what I Fantastic. trained him for. Remember that? Yeah, the, 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 you know that video, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that, and um, that wow. enabled me uh, to get a meeting with Mary J. Blige, and I started working with her, and those were the two people. Mary took me on the road, and that was uh, what got me out of the projects, and that was Oh in, my uh, gosh, wow, you went on the road took, with Mary. Uh, yeah, that that between Mary and Dee, that, that was enough money for me to get out of the projects, and and that was um, ninety nine two thousand. So so from ninety three to it takes time, guys. You know, a lot of people want to rush trying to be successful, and and, and it takes because it takes to think uh, a lot of time even to master your skill. A lot of the times, you don't realize until you get to a certain level, you know how uh, rudimentary your level was before that. Yeah. So a lot of times, so then you look and look back and say, wow, okay, I do, I, I really wasn't ready. So a lot of times if it's not happening for you, you know, keep on going, keep on going and, 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 and don't be resentful about it because if you master yeah. all the skills you need in any given craft, you're going to eventually get to where you need to get. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. like grinding, isn't it? It's just seeing it through. Yeah. Don't give up. Keep yeah, going. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because there was no fallback for me. I didn't have a college education. You know, I didn't, I was already living in the project. It was either I was going to, I didn't have any plan B, so you know I was really yeah. doing it. And I had so many projects going on like that. The way I got to marry was I trained her. A and R's barber, the barber got me to the A and R, who I trained for free, and then the A and R got me a meeting, and that took maybe three or four years. Wow! Of building that, so I would have projects going on like that for years with right. nothing happening out of it. <laughs> and that's the hardest thing isn't it for new entrepreneurs or people just starting out a business that is the hardest thing it, because you go through some real lows and that's yeah. when you, you yeah. just need to get together get to grips and just keep going keep going and and get there but a lot of times that's where the majority do give up and it's yeah, a shame isn't up. it yeah they do give up and it's a shame because that's probably right the moment you were going to break through if you if you would have kept on going but yeah. if you keep on going what you have to realize is that, you know, you have to, in order to speed up your progress, you have to acquire more skills. 
you have to acquire other skills and, and more skills. And that's the whole thing. You have to be honest with yourself. If what you're doing isn't working after a while, just like with training. If I'm training you as a client and we're not getting results after a certain amount of time, either I have to make adaptation to your diet or your training or both. Right. You know what I mean? You have to, yeah. you have to change something. You just can't keep going the same way. That's when you get crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. That's amazing. So, Mark, you're known as the person who transforms people's bodies into, like, bodies of art. I mean, looking back at all that now, you, it must feel amazing. How do you feel about that? How does it make you feel? Well, you know, I always thought, you know, because when, when I got into it, and, I, and maybe that's because um, of me uh, doing dancing early on, mm-hmm. you know, I always thought the muscles should have some type of flow like you should have a waistline and a taper and it should be more of a x shape and you know you should be round as opposed to ripped and there's a certain symmetry and flow the muscles really should look like they're fighting each other i always thought there was a certain art to it when you're putting somebody together yeah so you know i would try to and i tried to especially with singers because they have to be viewed from usually from down up okay so you have to accentuate like to make uh, if I was training Beyonce, for example, we'd have to do a lot of shoulder work because her hips are wide. So if you're looking at her from a down, you see an hourglass as opposed to a bowling pin. Wow. Yeah. So it's a it's a whole, you know, you have the creative uh, input. It's, it's interesting, you know. So you're looking. Because you know, I, I go on tour with these artists and be at the shows and watch the show, and we would look at when their energy dropped, like with D'Angelo's Voodoo. Like I just I just one of the top tours of all time. I think it's number 20 or something, Rolling Stone? Yeah, I'm of, uh, sure. top to, uh, The Voodoo Tour, you know, when he was jumping off the stages and the energy and the six-pack, and, you know, we took it on the road, you know, uh, wow. managing his caloric expenditure post-workout, rehydrating, not working out on training days, looking at the schedule plus the travel days, you know. So when you're on the road, it's all kinds of stuff, making sure he's intercepting the bad food, a lot of interception. Yeah. A lot of I interception and... And deflecting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never even thought I'm, of it I like, like that. I'm like the fun police. Yeah. Yes, you're really looking at the aesthetics, aren't you, as well? You, you really, not, not even in just overall, in a very detailed micro way. Um, that's unbelievable. I would never have thought of that, about yeah. bulking the shoulders. I suppose overall, yes, you want to get the V shape. You want to create a line. Right. But, wow, that's just... Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, functional like there's a there's like a separation in training between functional training and aesthetic training. You know, like the functional guys are like this is bullshit. You know, we're trying to train this to be as strong as fast as possible and this and that. But what I tell people, you know, I I understand or I feel that I understand what my client wants, and people want social benefits of fitness. If your fitness doesn't make you money, you're gonna be less inclined to do it. So, you know, what I'm saying is you need to look a certain way. So when you walk into a room, you're taking a meeting, you have a meeting with your team, you're instilling a certain type of confidence based on your aesthetic and how you're projecting. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. even with certain artists, I'm like, listen, you need to focus on being lean with your energetic vibe. You don't need to be getting super big. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's so, amazing. you know, That's I try so to keep them with different. Yeah. That's so interesting. I've read that you feel confidence and body do go hand in hand. I suppose you've just touched on that, really, on how, um, you know, when you when you train, you work out, your composure, everything is different, your posture is different, um, how you compose yourself, and your confidence booms. Right, right. So, yeah, that's, that's the key, man. And then you take those things that you learn from 
from that experience, from you getting in shape, when you apply it to a sport or activity, and that's what I try to do with my clients. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't train for client retention. Like even right now, I'm I'm trying to pursue some boxing and jujitsu and really get super functional and do some matches and actually get a fighting experience at 51. Wow. So the whole thing is that, you know, you're trying to enjoy your fitness. You're actually able to use your body, you know, uh, and still have fun with it, still flex it, but make it functional at the same time. But I think the aesthetic is so important because a lot of times people get discouraged in their exercise because they're not getting a look that they want, yet they're able to run faster. Their body fat might be down. So the trainer's like, Look, but look, this is what I did, A, B, C, and D, but you're still not feeling because they wanted to get a different look out of it. So I try to address the client's uh, aesthetic as well. Amazing. So have you got some advice for the listeners? So let's say suppose somebody's feeling a little bit low, they're, they're a little bit overweight, and it's really knocked their confidence. What, what one thing, what's, where do they start? Uh, I think, you know, you can start just by writing, man, writing your emotions when you're eating. How do you feel? Okay. You know, after a week or two, you see what your relationship with food is, then you can reevaluate your strategy. If you know it's an eating thing and you can't modify your eating, then you know that's something that you have to address. If it's a lack of knowledge thing because you don't know what to eat, then that's something that you can address as well. You know, so I would monitor yourself because if you're right, just write down how you feel and what you ate. Amazing. You know, and, and then look at that after that and see if you see a pattern. You know, that's, that's one thing that you guys can do because that'll make you present. You know, um, the second thing I would say is read labels. Most people don't know, you know, uh, what, what, what a label, how to properly read a label. Most people don't know how many grams of protein are in a, a gram of, of uh, protein, how many calories or how many calories in a gram of carbohydrates or how many calories in a gram of fat. A lot of people don't know that. If you don't know those basic things, you can't read a label. Okay. Because you don't know what the, what the numbers mean. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I don't yeah. think a lot of people just have basic information. So when you start reading your labels and then, you know, you start to understand like, wow, with this one meal, I exceeded my daily allowance of sodium. Because now you're, you're actually aware of what you're eating. Then you can understand why your knees might be hurting because you're inflamed because of the sodium. Oh, wow. You know, and you're, and you're retaining water and then you can start seeing a pattern and then you can start making adjustments. So I try to get my clients, you know, when I speak to them the next day, I, I start a deprogramming. What did you eat? How did it go? What time did you eat? How many hours transpired between each meal? What was your mood? Did you recognize you were cranky? Did you eat before you were hungry? Did you keep your metab metabolism going? Because anytime that you're feeling hungry, your body's not tapping into your fat stores per se. It could be breaking down your muscle because it's easier to break. So we don't want you to feel hungry throughout your day. If you feel hungry, you're probably already catabolic, feeding off your own muscle tissue. Okay. So, and then you're more apt to overeat next time you eat. So we never want you to be hungry. So I, I try to I give people meal frequency. It's very okay. important. So you keep the body, you keep the metabolism going. Like if I take any, if I take whatever you're eating right now, whatever you're going to eat and I divide it by six, you'll probably drop some weight because it takes calories to digest each six meals. Oh, Although wow. it's the same amount of calories, yeah. Because you've worked your body. Okay. Yeah, because so, it speeds up your metabolism just by eating. Yeah. You see, there's a lot of, it's really hard, isn't it? It's because not a personal people... trainer trip because, you know, what I get paid to do is like, here's the person, here's a check. They're doing 30 days in Cannes Film Festival. They got to get into this gown. Go. So, you know, I, I need to be able to get it down to like the day to know where they're going to be. Wow. And sometimes with women, that takes time because during their period, there's the water retention. So if I don't go through it with you once, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> And a lot of times there's not uh, a lot of time to develop that type of uh, comfort level. 
<laughs> but there's a time where, I, where there's a time to get in the happening. So with women, it's a little tricky because it's the water retention. Yeah. So if you're really wearing something that's fitted, that you know, you know, you're a woman, that makes a difference. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I was going to ask you one of my other questions is what's your opinion on intermittent fasting? There's so much going on about intermittent fasting. Right. What's your opinion on that? You know, I was having this conversation today with one of my clients. They were like, what do you think about it? And I was like, you know, uh, for me, and I was telling them, like, I don't eat until after 12 o'clock, I intermittent fast. But that's only because I was training Terry Cruz's wife, uh, Rebecca Cruz, and they're intermittent fasters. So by default, they had me. This was like maybe last year, year before last. Um, so I've been intermittent fasting doing it since then. But what, what, what I like about it, is that I can do, because most of my clients, you know, people want train in the morning. So I don't have to stop to eat to work. I can do yes. all my online. <laughs> yeah. I, Honestly, to, to tell you the truth, but what I like about it, this is what I like about it, because, you know, it takes time to eat and do yeah. the dishes and figure it's out what you're going to eat, whatever, whatever. It, 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 it's, um, it's, it's time crazy. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't agree. usually eat until after 12, usually closer to one or two. And then I try to get my five to six meals in after that. But they're very small, and I'm eating two, three hours, so I try to knock off by eight thirty nine. Okay, eating, wow. so I have time to digest. And I've I've been doing it like that for a year and a half, and um, I, you know, I don't know if it burns fat because there's several different ways to skin a cat. You know, it all depends on your. And this is what people got to understand why why it's important to work with personal trainers because a good trainer, you know, they adjust the program to the person's personality so they can get do it sustainably. You know, I give all of my clients an A diet and the B diet, right? Okay. The A diet gets you the red carpet, right? And the B diet gets you like 80%. So if you have an event, you switch to the A diet and you get a red carpet ready within two weeks. Okay. But the trick, but the trick is, number one, we have to go to 100%. We have to start on the A diet because you have to start from your zenith to then go back to 80%. Right. So you have to finish the transformation. And what happens is a lot of people start looking so good you know, they were like, shit, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> really and number two, uh, you have to, you can't get past 80. Once you get past 80, it gets harder and takes more time to get back to 100. So you have to be consistent. And, you, and uh, the 85% the, the, the diet, the B diet, has more carbohydrates, more fatty food. You get to eat what you want. Because at that point, your activity level is enough to burn off the excess you're eating. Right. You know? That's incredible. And, oh and that's gosh. how I do it. But that's, that's how I do it for myself. And that's yeah. how I've been able to maintain it for the last. So I eat when I want. You know, I don't have those. You know, I'm, I stay 85%. When I got a photo shoot or something, I switch to my A diet. And then two weeks, I'm 6% body fat or whatever. And then I go back to where I was at. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, I'm doing intimate fasting now. And I love it. I absolutely love it. I've been doing You get more work done, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's the one thing I realized. I was like, oh my gosh, I've got more time in the morning. It's like, right. great. I yeah. actually don't even yeah. have to worry about that. It's, it's great. Yeah, but, but they do say that you get the detoxification benefits because you're not digesting food, you know, all day long. Your system is shut down. You're supposed to use your nutrients much more efficiently because you have all that time to digest everything. So, you know, can I say I feel any better? I don't know. Debatable. Okay. But I don't, definitely don't feel any worse, and I'm able to get my morning sessions done. So that works out pretty good. Okay. But what I do do is I take, a, I, take a, uh, I take amino acids, so okay. I'm, not can, I'm, not, I'm not catabolic. I'll take an amino acid uh, in the morning, branch-chain amino acids, so I preserve my muscle mass. Okay. And then, uh, and then I'll go on, but I won't eat anything. No. 
and that doesn't have any calories yeah okay yeah. No, yeah. I found I've, I've got a lot of energy, actually. Uh, it's given me more energy, so I'm, I'm really happy with it. It's been working amazing. We could do a whole... Um, I mean, fasting, on, a whole talk, right? Yeah. On, on food. You've got so much knowledge. This is just almost like a bit of a mastermind for everyone. So I hope everyone's enjoying this. Um, I've got a few questions left. I know we've got to be careful not to go over the 60 minutes because it cuts you off automatically. Oh, off. How much time have you got left? 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Yeah, we're okay. okay. Um, so we've talked about... Um, we talked about um, the intermittent fasting. You quoted, you're only as young as your immune system. What do you mean by that? Hey, if you have to nourish, you know, it's just like if you're, if you're obese, your immune system is probably already compromised. Obesity is considered a, a pre-existing condition. I don't know if a lot of people know that, you know. Um, you you know, know that. This, this is what I'm saying, like, I understand there's people who afford a vaccine, they're not for the vaccine. You know, if they, they want it, they're pro and con, right? If, you, if you're against the vaccination, my question to you is, are you taking any supplements for your immune system? Are you exercising for your immune system? What are you doing to make sure that your immune system is healthy if you're totally against it? Are you making sure you get all your meals in? Are you getting proper sleep? Are you drinking alkaline water? You know, are you, you know, what are you doing? Are you, are you staying in a state of gratitude? What, what are you doing to keep your immune system healthy? Are you addressing all of your pillars of wellness? Yeah. You know, social, environmental, financial, spiritual, physical, you know, the whole thing, occupational. Are you addressing that? Because these are the things that ultimately run down your immune system. You're yeah. in disease, you know, you're not in ease. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that that's what it comes down to, like, you know, get people thinking in, in that direction. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's that's a great, that's great. Um, so, okay, so let's talk about, we've touched on, you touched on the vaccine, let's talk about lockdown weight. So a lot of people had um, put on, they call it the lockdown weight. Lockdown weight, yeah, 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 I know, everybody's saying that. Uh -huh. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of about 10 kg is the average they're saying that people would have put on. Right. And I can actually probably say I could vouch for that. So, um, but I'm doing okay again now. You're making but a comeback. So, sorry? You're making a comeback. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I've got, <laughs> I've got, to, I've got to my pre-lockdown weight, but I'm hey, now on mission. Yeah, yeah, but how I'm long gonna get now you? on my pre-two years ago weight. How long did I take you? On the uh, with the intermittent fasting, I find I've what I found was the intermittent fasting. We had a little conversation. I was saying my hormones gone a bit crazy, right? And I had some hormonal weight gain. But intermittent fasting is definitely I don't know what it. I haven't done enough research yet, but it's definitely doing something with my hormones that has 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 balanced it out. And wow. literally, it was wow. dropping off. Yeah, and that's well, the they say the body's able to heal itself when it's not always working on digesting. You know, um, you know, I've read quite a bit of literature on it. Right. You know, but you know, I was in such good shape, you know, prior to getting to doing it and only eating organic and you know eating yes. meal frequency. I think I need to be doing it a little longer to be able to compare. So I've only been okay. doing it like a year and a half. But you know, my energy feels great, and you don't, you don't, you don't get hungry. You don't. You, you don't, don't get hungry. hungry. Like that's the biggest thing. Like yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was difficult to begin with. Um, and what I would do is have some mint and lemon water if I felt a bit ill, you know, because right. I feel a bit sick. If I'm, I, I mean, I actually loved my breakfasts before. That's something I, I literally woke up and looked forward to it. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's pretty easy. So yeah, yeah no, it's yeah. actually ba it's balanced my hormones. So I'm pretty happy with that. But yeah, like I, I said, I, to... I, I hear a lot of that. I hear a lot of that. Yeah, it's done something. I feel, I definitely feel the benefits of it. But I want to get to mine now because that's like, got me back on track. I wanted to get to my pre two years ago. 
Um, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. So anyway, so that's more or less it, actually. But what I wanted to um, speak about is your your plans. So most people here, if you you know, if you know a bit about Mark, if you heard this interview, you would have heard him talking about all the amazing people he trains, and you probably think, oh my gosh, I probably can't get close to this guy because of his fees, um, or you may be in another country. But you can, because Mark has some amazing <laughs> plans on his website. And I really want to share this. And I'm going to share this more, Mark, because I don't think enough people know about this. And I'm actually going to look into it myself afterwards. You've got a 30-day plan and you've got a 60-day plan Yeah. Um, for people. And it's an online thing. Could you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, during the lockdown, like everybody else, I wasn't personal training. So, you know, it was a natural adaptation. I started, I taught for the, uh, until the end of the first lockdown, I taught for free uh, three times a week, wow. you know, and uh, we built up a pretty good audience. Surprisingly, people tuned in to, uh, to check it out. Shout out to all my uh, uh, students out there who took the class, man. And we got a good tight morale. Excellent. And most of us still follow each other, actually. Uh, so uh, it was a pretty tight bond, that's you know, on, uh, on IG. And, um, I was like, you know what? I, I think it's going to probably go online. I don't think the gyms are ever going to come back fully after this. And, and I seem to be right. I, I, I realized it then. I said, you know what? If I don't start developing an online program, I'm really going to miss out. Yeah. You know, so I, uh, I, I, I started filming. I got a big exercise library. We started filming exercises as many as I could. And uh, we're constantly updating the exercise library. And you put your measurements in, your body fat, all that stuff. I come up with a nutritional plan for you. And um, I develop your workouts based on the pictures and your measurements you put in and your body fat. So everything okay. is based off of the numbers and then the exercises I give you or in the library. And okay. I'm actually designing the program for your body. So it is actually is me. It's not anybody else. That's amazing. It's not any other, not any other trainer getting paid. It actually is me looking at your stuff and inputting a, a custom workout using the exercises in the library. That's and then amazing. I have virtual one-on-ones if you want me to take you through those same routines. You know, so yes. I got a Facebook private group where you can check out the transformations of people who uh, went through the program. That's incredible. And your programs are actually on offer at the moment. Um, so your 30 day plan, everybody, it's only $149. It's normally $249. Yeah, and the plan yeah. Includes, super, I sliced it. That's, that's just unbelievable. I'm, going, I'm probably gonna do that. Look, personalized workouts for 30 days. Um, your video library, which you just mentioned, the meal plans, recipes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. come on, there's a 60-day on one as well. Group, you, can, you, can, you can get at me if you have any questions, and we can do a virtual one and actually take you through the workouts, Yeah. you know, if you want as well. So uh, it's a pretty good deal. That's pretty good really deal. good. And what I That's... do, when you put your information in, you know, I give you the A diet. <laughs> Without them knowing, you know, I crunch the numbers and I give you an A diet for a 60-day, like if you were a celebrity and I had to get you in shape for an event, this is how much I would have you eating to do ABC. Wow. I actually give you the numbers. Okay. So if you follow the program and you do what I tell you to do and you take the pictures, you get a big transformation. Now what you're supposed to do with that is you're supposed to use that to jump off your fitness. You're not supposed to be training for a superficial purpose. Now that you got a little bit of conditioning, find an activity or something that you like to do. And yeah. that will keep you more motivated to train long term than looking right. in the mirror, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, so this is just a 30 day to get you started. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're supposed to go continue your fitness journey. And I, I don't think a lot of trainers are sincere 
they don't tell their clients that. They try to retain the client. You know, what the best thing I like to do is see someone who's not training with me anymore still looking in shape because that means yeah. I taught them something. Absolutely. You know, as opposed to, and no one should be responsible for your body. You should know how to get your own self in shape. And if you want to learn a skill or learn a technique, then you should go to a trainer. But you shouldn't be going to the trainer to be dependent on keeping your body fat down. You should know how to do it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So I try to I empower the client as opposed to um, uh, as opposed to retain them. So I'm always, and plus, once they're in shape, it's kind of boring. I like to do the sculpting and all that. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So after, yeah. after, because the, then you're doing the maintenance, you're doing the 85. So after that, I'm really, you know. Yeah, I was there once. I'm going to get back. Yeah, you can do it, but you know, don't put any, uh, too much pressure on yourself and have fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I can't put that much pressure on myself. It takes yeah, me a bit yeah. longer nowadays, but hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, me too. I'm 51. I can't, I can't make as many mistakes. Like, I have to be very... I notice the difference, it, yeah. If something breaks, right? Mm -hmm, or tears. Mm -hmm. I have to warm up, make sure I do my stretching. If I miss a day of stretching, it's a wrap. Oh. <laughs> if I miss a day of stretching, I went back like six days. I'm like, damn. So yeah. It's very important as you get older to keep um, consistent with your stretching. Your omega-3 fatty acids, your essential fat is very important because it's good for your skin, nails, hairy bones, keeping you uh, uh, mobile, your phytonutrients, your fruits and vegetables. Very important to get your basics in, you know, so try to make sure you get your veggies in, you know, all of that, all of that. Get your, I think it's a uh, CDC is what, a five servings of greens a day. Okay, yeah, that's you right. Know, either, either through wow. uh, eating or supplementation because those are the phytonutrients that enable you to absorb your supplements and other vitamins when you take it and keep your bodily functions going. You need those, you know, phytos, very important, and the omega-369 for brain function. Yeah. So those are, those, are, those are very important. That's incredible. Thank you so much. That yep. comes to the end. Of, we could do a whole podcast on nutrition, actually, one day. We could do a whole one on podcasts, we could, um, nutrition. We could do a whole yeah, one well, there's so many. there's so many techniques because a lot of people, you know, there's so many different ways. You know, basically what, what happens is you want to be burning. If you're trying to lose weight, you got to burn more calories than you're expending. Yeah. Right. That's the that's the basic uh, uh, calculation. However, if you're not eating enough protein, you're gonna burn, you're gonna lose muscle and fat, and that's gonna slow your metabolism down, and you're not gonna get the look that you want to get. You might have dropped to ten pounds, but you're still soft. You're like, well, how did that happen? I dropped ten pounds. Yeah. That's because you're losing fat and muscle. So as much fat as you lose, you're getting flabbier because you have less muscle tone. Right. So a lot of times you, you get the you diet and you're dropping weight, but you're not getting the the contouring that the you want is because you're losing muscle as well as body fat. Yeah. So that's where the diet comes uh, becomes important. You got to have enough protein and uh, but not too much, <laughs> and you got to have a little bit of carbs, or not so much where you're burning the carbs and not your body fat. Yeah. So that yeah. you know you do that. So so it's a whole. It's definitely a science to get somebody down. And what's good about my system is I teach you how to do it yourself. So I don't tell my clients what to eat. I only give them the numbers. Right. I so they get the it in there. I give them the mathematical equation and I give yeah. them the numbers. And then I say, yeah. hey, you go get a food app and then any food you eat, you just run it through and hit your numbers. Yeah. Yep. And then Amazing. they're like, oh, that's how much. So they're just where they learn how much they're supposed. After two weeks, they can eyeball it. They know. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. using my so fitness pal. Yeah. 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 The information yeah. is good, but it's good for people to learn that way. Yeah, no, it's incredible. Thank you so much. So this was the Feel Fabulous podcast. So the last question is, what does feel fabulous mean to you? You know, feel fat. I think it means to me um, 
to be able to still use my body at 51 and to be able to, you know, jujitsu train and box and all of that stuff at uh, 51 and still be active with my kids on a physical level, I feel like that's a fabulous thing to me. I, I still, I don't feel like, you know, I don't feel any, I don't feel beat up. I feel like I still want to get into some sports. I still feel like I have interest. I'm not burnt out on uh, training people. You know, I feel like um, that's what I mean. Just like, you know, trying to really been working on getting all of the aspects of wellness, getting my spiritual wellness again. It's a battle for everybody. And we yeah. all have natural uh, defaults and stuff we're defective in. We need to work on more than other parts and, you know, to get that balance. But I've really been trying to work on, you know, and a big part of that is just being thankful. So I'm thankful that, you know, at 51, I can still even use my body and train people and people are inspired. Yeah. Is what I'm saying, and, uh, you know, and to get a younger generation on their fitness. But the younger generation now is a lot smarter because, you know, they can't, they're not into working without getting gratification. They're not into doing 50 hour work weeks. They're not into coming oh, into no. the office. You know, it got it. I think that, I think they're onto something. Definitely. You know, definitely, definitely you know, cause it, it affects your quality of life. No matter how much money you're making, you're miserable. Yeah, definitely. You know, you gotta have, so I, it's, it's interesting to see the difference in approach to fitness and exercise. Now people are trying, that's why people are not going back to their jobs now because they find out they have better wellness, not going to work. Yeah, so people people want to stay at home now because you know they were putting so many hours in a, a possibly toxic environment. Exactly, it's different lifestyle now. They mm -hmm. want a different lifestyle. They want more freedom. They want they want to be out and about right. more. They want yeah, to be in yeah. touch so with I, nature. I, I definitely I definitely see the change, and I, I think they're onto something. That's interesting. That's interesting yeah. that you're saying that from across the pond because we definitely feel that here. Definitely see that here from people. We have people. I mean, there's been job vacancies. People don't even want to do that anymore. People don't want to do the same. No, nah, they don't want to do these. They don't want to sit in the office under artificial light all day. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Right, Mark. Thank you what, so what much. What a nice conversation. Yeah, good talking to you. Thank you when, so much. When you come to the states, we have to get one in. Definitely, definitely. I'll do my pull-ups by then. Oh, yeah, you'll be ready. You'll be ready. But you're looking good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Definitely. I'm going to definitely catch up with you some point. You take care. Have a good one. Thank you. I hope you've all enjoyed this. We've been recording today for the Phil Fabulous podcast. Yeah. See ya. Have a good day. Thank you so much.